0: That, uh, fuck! uh yeah. what
1: i wasn't recording we fuck but what did i record any of it just have to start again i'm so sorry <laughs> it's okay let's go All at least right. we've we've got the initial this up. is a very husband's moment it really is we've just she both, just wrestled I, i've just like let you down so we just recorded five minutes of the podcast mm. and then I wasn't recording. All our best. I,
0: I think that was one of some of the most incisive cultural commentary, on the, like the, the, the malays of. of 70s we We're talking cinema. about the malays
1: of sixties and seventies American the culture, con- American culture, and the West in general, um, in the context of. Mikey and Nicky, which is a film by Elaine May, starring John Cassavetes and Peter Falk as two uh, two mobsters. Uh, Cassavetes' character is sort of a mercurial, difficult friend who's paranoid and crazy and desperate in a hotel room, and his his uh, long-suffering supporting buddy, uh, uh, Nicky, yeah, probably Nikki, uh, played by Peter Falk, comes and and helps him out.
0: Yeah gets him out of a desperate bind and he is a long-suffering friend who puts up with John Cassavetes' paranoia and delusions without... As, as, as it transpires in the film, uh, it's actually Peter Falk who is one who's tasked with bringing Nicky in to kill him. Yeah. Um, we don't realise this uh, for, for perhaps three quarters of the film so for the most part what it then hones in on is peter falk obviously in a torment because of his connection with his friend
1: whether or not he's able to do it there's a very real sense of friendship but there's also like an emergent you know deliberate betrayal frustration yeah there's there's moments of
0: betrayal disappointment rejection which lead him to kind of lead him away from saving uh john cassavetes and deciding to actually, yeah, he's going to kill him. It's, it's almost like he gives John Cassavetes a lifeline mm. in the film, and he basically takes him on this Odyssean wandering through these quite bleak, unidentifiable ed- edgelands of, of New York. You know, mm. there's 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 none of the. I think the film begins in quite a unpleasant part of like downtown Manhattan, and gradually goes out to probably like Jersey City, mm. Newark, York, all these kind of like it's shot entirely on location at night. Yeah um in maybe some bars in this grimy hotel um it's locationless Mm -hmm. as they are you know they're kind of drifting through this long dark soul long dark
1: night of the soul there's Um, this idea running through it that he's going to help um his friend escape mm. and get on a plane and go somewhere and he offers it never happened he offers him that but of course it never quite happens they never quite make it out of new york um escape from new york too exactly and he's (laughs) hot on his trail Um, Um, um Meanwhile, we are, as like a kind of film studies class, we are doing a comparative reading Ooh. of this film between Mikey and Nick, directed by Elaine May, starring John Cassavetes and Peter Falk. We are comparing it with Husbands, directed by John Cassavetes, starring John Cassavetes and Peter Falk. And we're going to throw in a bit of Ben Gazzara. Just, just for, chuck him just in for there. Virginia. And um, So these, these are three friends. They've all got their husbands, as I'd suggest. They've all got families. Um, Harry, who's played by Ben Gazzara, has a particularly um, difficult family life at the moment. He's the
0: only one whose family life we actually see. Exactly, and oh. well, we
1: see the uh, Gus's uh, Caspita's character, Gus's family life, um, t- just in the final scene, but yeah. not, not in any meaningful way. Uh, they decide to go to London, so half the film is set in London. They have this sort of desperate escapade.
0: We, we've missed an important thing: the yeah. reason they go on this 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 kind of continent sprawling, cross continental sprawling. Um, bender mm-hmm. is because they attend the funeral of their best friend. Yeah. So it was originally yeah. a group of four, yes. um, and they basically lost one of their leading—you know, one of their brothers, as mm-hmm. it were. And they, this, this death, like all, like all deaths, kind of um, it's a triggers a moment, moment of reflection and mm-hmm. self, self-analysis. And for them, because they're quite fragile and uncertain, it, and they're middle-aged, it causes this crisis of confidence mm-hmm. um, that leads them to go on this quite, eventually, very abstract, tiring uh hungover bender but at first is like extremely energetic it's like the you, the entropy works on this film it goes mm. it it's really enthralling and energetic their they play acting it literally begins with them you know kind of uh, going to a health center like a sports venue and mm. changing into sweatsuit like right, right after the funeral. They go for a swim. Yeah, they yeah. go for a swim. It they play basketball. So hopefully, hopeful. Yeah, and then just gradually they end up in a bar singing and shouting. Well, actually, yeah, because that's the thing. It's like the they, they. It's almost like the New Year's um resolution. You know, mm. this year I'm going to get fit. And they kind of, yeah, yeah, they literally go to a gym and do that. Then next, they're at this bar just getting absolutely wrecked. Mm -hmm. Then they're literally shitting and vomiting in the toilets. (laughs) And then they just kind of like gradually the old... Cells, reassert themselves basically the you know they, the they old kind vices. of yeah the old vices you know it's the on uh, the iron rule of institutions and people they, they mm-hmm. kind of that they cannot escape the people they are and, yeah. and th- like you know a kind of a meteor kind of orbiting a planet eventually kind of is sucked down and crashes on the surface of it um but yeah that's that's kind yes, of like sci-fi film it's <laughs> like literally that happens um so this i mean it's because y- uh, you chose these two films yes yeah. uh because you found that there was some interesting or potentially interesting kind of uh, interlacing between them yeah well i what think is they're that? quite
1: un- un- uncon- unconventional script wise i mean they of course they have a, a, a narrative structure and um, p- particularly mikey and nicky which um yeah revolves around this hunt basically for for the, the main character um but they're also languid they're long um mikey and nicky is only 100 minutes but husband's is two and a half, two and a half hours and it spends a lot a lot of that runtime is basically quite long open-ended scenes between the three men where they are squabbling or these kind of very these cassavet' i'm now finding them to be cassavetes cassavetian cassavetian scenes love make sex scenes that have that, that have this um corrosive coercive desperate you know um Energy to them, which I mean, in Mikey and Nikki, it's very explicit because they're they're having sex with a, pros- a prostitute who 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 is completely insane and 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 will only have sex if they if um if 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 you say I love you to her, um and uh, and and that has goes through this. And says, "I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you." And then, 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 like um, nuts inside her, and then you know, does his fly up? And then, while well, Peter Falk is like watching, you know, sitting on a bin in the kitchen, and then he he walks in and tries tries to to um, get his money's worth and um, uh, and and gets bitten and, and smacked in the face, and and then this causes this rift, this jealousy, this you know, the film is full of this of this resentment and distrust and betrayal, but also. You know, all these characters need each other. They always end yeah. up coming back to each other. Like the very final scene, I won't give away the spoiler. But you know, um, there is a, a, a moment of banging on the door. Please, I thought we are pro spoiler. We you. are pro spoiler, but it's not, this is not a necessary spoiler.
0: John Cassavetes s- is wait for it. If you don't want to know, <laughs> uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> John Cassavetes is ultimately killed. Uh, he's murdered. The, yeah, yeah. the 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 mob eventually gets him. There's a tortured moment at the end where. Um, Peter Falk loses him in the street, um, joins the hunt to find Casavetes and kill him. Mm-hmm. But there's still an element of is he, is he trying to get there first so he can save him? Goes back to his house.
1: Casavetes is Nicky and Peter Nikki, Falk is Mikey. Let me right, right. get that right.
0: So so Nick so Mikey goes home to his kind of quite strange distant odd wife. Yeah. Uh, and they but they have a very pleasant home. Yeah, it's a very um, conventional. Nicky comes to his house and the mobsters are waiting there because he said he would might come back to his house, mm-hmm. but he doesn't let him in.
1: Yeah. He, and he by not letting him in he condemns him to in, to death. Yeah.
0: And that's the the whole film. Their friend there's a the the friendship is 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 painted in very mortal terms because literally the friendship if the friendship can survive it's, it's coherent and strong and stable enough Nicky will survive mm. he will live at the end of this film he'll be alive and he will mm. escape and he'll keep his life. Um, if the friendship can't survive the pressures and that as far as Nicky's concerned or Mikey and Nicky, the pressures aren't insane because he can easily escape at mm. any point but Nicky is unable again, this gravitational metaphor, unable to escape the whole film, When he, the first thing he should be doing is getting on a Plane and getting the fuck out of New York. What he does instead is he goes to a bar. He tries to chat up a woman. He gets into a fight with some locals in the bar. He goes to a cinema. He does and then visits his prostitute. He does everything he can. He can't escape the city. He can't walk away from it. And I mean, like both films are quite, I suppose, cynical in that sense because they, they posit the inescapability of our own fate, the inescapability of our own selves. We can't escape, and a constant
1: deferral. I mean, Mm. these films both feel like you know being stuck in bed or something yeah they feel like this thing of oh you want to get up you, you know where you're like oh it's quarter to quarter to nine i, I guess by nine i'll, I'll get up and, and then you know it's like nine you're like oh i was just watching something on youtube you know yeah. there's like that feeling running but it's much the stakes are much higher it's much more desperate yeah you know yeah. we were talking about these films both feeling like hangovers and maybe it being significant that they were um made in the 70s which w- feels like a kind of Hangover cultural hangover. Cultural hangover from the sixties where, you know, much more was sort of alive and possible. Obviously it's 1968, crucial kind of political turning point for, for, for I guess the left or, or young people in the
0: film definitely in the West is is drinking that that drinking that poisoned broth, post yeah. sixty eight broth without referencing it. Yeah, I think. Yeah. It exists in the same malaise and the same halted, interrupted future which, you know, it came after that period. Yeah, totally. Um yeah I'm sorry you were saying
1: um no just well i mean there's so many different aspects I know, so that was the word you were yeah. yeah there's so many different aspects to this aesthetically I, I guess we just sort of shout out like the sound in husbands is really bad <laughs> didn't really i was like quite annoyed that it, like can't always hear what they're saying um there, there's a lot of as is typical of Cassavetti's long lens grainy sort of um you know this is this is the this is the dslr of the, of, of the 60s and 70s i mean he was a pioneering indie <laughs> filmmaker and you know the book this sort of um what would now be a kind of like aliasing of, a, of the canon 70 you know you have the you have too this, techie, like this horrible techie. um lens flare and, and kind of like um yeah grain but i think i
0: think it le- i mean there's an element where i think that's a constraint of the equipment that he's shooting on probably a relatively low budget but it does help prop up you know, form and content, like you were saying, it does help prop up the, um, it's woozy. It's woozy. It's hungover. Mm-hmm. It's too, it's too raw. The footage, it's all in this very flat, raw, kind often of flat not in focus. color, very gray. Yeah. The focus is being pulled completely in the wrong direction. Um, you know, often really odd bits of people. I mean, partly that's, that's aided by the fact that the actors are constantly swirling and moving mm. and hustling and jolting in front of the frame. It's very disorienting. Um, you know, and it means that the focus is kind of alighting on somebody's shoulder, and then like a a leaf behind them, and it's 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 frustrating, it's really annoying, and kind of stabilizing. You feel like you've got this horrific hangover, but you're still at your laptop trying to work. You know, you're trying to focus on something and trying to get your shit together, and that's what the film feels like. Whether that was an intentional thing or not, I feel like the aesthetic strategy complements the the actual tensions and contradictions of like the the film beautifully
1: yeah it's very unified and i wondered about that because there were moments stylistically where it, it it contrasted so like there's an amazing moment inside the house um when the argument is happening between harry ben character and his his family um his mother-in-law and his wife oh, yeah. where you know someone pulls out his wife pulls out a knife and he, he slaps her and oh, it's just really horrible slaps the mum he slaps the mum yeah, yeah. and his wife yeah yeah, say yeah it's double, quite a double whammy yeah. um and uh, and then, yeah, but there's a moment halfway through this scene before it escalates, you know, to its highest point where he walks out of the house and there's just, like, a still wide shot of, like, his two friends. Um, Cassav- um, uh, sitting Gar- on Gus and Archie. grass, almost. So sitting thing. on the grass, yeah, almost, like, um, straight out of, comp- you know, like... So <laughs> yeah, it's like an album cover. It's a like, perfect album yeah. cover of these. And it's very, like, it's very Hollywood. It's very, like... Um, composed and that's quite a rare moment of 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 like where you see all this chaos sort of reduced down to this this like more circuit and kind of like hollywood stillness but yeah for the most part especially in in these kind of crazy nights there's also this casino scene which has no background music at all and very little it feels like a it feels like you know the Hotel
0: California. It feels like this kind of ghost ship. Yeah, yeah. There's it's no sound. There's not even the sound of dice or roulette yeah. wheels clicking. It's completely, um, it's completely swollen with silence. Yeah, put it. it's like
1: it's like a void. It's very strange. And it's in, full of in all in these the scene, very
0: decrepit oxygenarian characters.
1: Yeah, there's like yeah. a there's like a dowager. Would you say a dowager? Dowager. An That's old true. an old English lady who who offers. Oh, she's this is a weird thing with her mouth a bit like Gordon Brown and she's like oh, do you want girls do you want your hand is on my hand and, you know, I like, can I can satisfy I can get you, you girls you want, you want boys Do you want boys She's an elephant man now <laughs> I'm <laughs> a human, human being you want boys it's yeah, very yeah. I mean, good. the I mean, as as Londoners, we 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 were a bit irked by the portrayal of London as a as a rainy place. It is shitting love, it down the whole for the ugly old women <laughs> offering you yeah. prostitutes. Yeah, we thought uh, that wasn't quite accurate. At least not the rainy bit. No. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. yeah. I, uh, but in that moment, that's a re- that's an excellent scene because it's like they're these brash Americans out of their context, and they want to throw their money around. But it's this insanely because we know their actual lives are quite they're successful. One of them's a dentist. One of them, I think is a, like an ad guy, like a yeah. successful bourgeois, but they're not, um, insanely successful. They've not met their ambitions in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have this moment of reflection at the very beginning of the film. where on in the tube, sorry, the uh, subway back from the funeral. Um, and it's this, again, it's seventies New York. So there's the, the subway looks like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it still does. Um, and Greta's sitting on her baby. Um, <laughs> And they're on the subway, and it's just they're talking about their kind of like, you know, failings about they're listing all the sports that they will never succeed at mm. and talking about their aches and pains in their bodies. But it's still at that time a kind of element of hope. Um, but by this scene in the casino, it's just the false, like the kind of shammy, shabby falseness of their mm. money. Uh, the fact that they kind of get these women, um, we can talk more, I think that's a quite crucial scene, but the kind of women they're talking to there and trying to basically flirt with in these really desperate, sad ways, um, not quite convincing these women, Uh, their desperation, they reek of desperation and kind of uh, disillusionment. The thing Cassavetes
1: captures so well is this moment where a man goes up to a woman and and, and makes a very unconvincing pass and then... And the woman is convinced anyway.
0: Yeah, partly because and it's their own, the two desperations Yeah, yeah, the two
1: desperations interlocking. It's very Fassbender. I mean, Cassavetes and Fassbender are kind of quite thematically, at least very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there is that moment, yeah, with the English the tall English girl where he's like, oh, do you, you want to hear some, it- I speak a bit of Italian. And she's like, oh, um... I don't speak Italian. It's like, uh, you know, you know, know what is, how about I love you? I love it. You know, it's it's completely bait. And 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 she's like, okay. And she sort of smiles and then they go back to the hotel and it's just sort of like everyone in this situation is, is not living their best life. (laughs) And yet like some form of pleasure is possible, but also things can go at any moment. Things can go incredibly dark. Mm. And you can, you know, like this is amazing bit where Archie played by Peter Falk, mm. kind of, he's got, got involved with this sort of underage Chinese girl. And, uh, and he's, he's like, he's like, he Gus, I'm in terrible trouble emotionally. <laughs> no. Yeah, he he falls in love with her despite. Yeah. I mean I mean in that 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 scene is quite interesting so Patricia can't say a word of English. No.
0: hasn't has said nothing
1: and can't and no, kisses him in this very me. artificial way. Kisses him in this
0: very un unpracticed way. Yeah. She's a virgin obviously. And char- yeah because there, there's one of the great scenes is they they convince these three women to come back to so their quite again customerless customless hotel. Mm. Um Just very kind of heavy furniture and kind of blankness and it's raining and they're all soaked like the last hour Mm. of the film everyone's constantly wet Mm -hmm. not like in a sexual way in just a drowned from rain sense Mm -hmm. Um, you can smell the wet wool Mm. you know you can smell the heaviness of the rooms Um, and they take these women back to the hotel the women don't really seem particularly convinced but they're there anyway Mm -hmm. the men don't seem particularly convinced there's a real wall of silence between them um, be, uh, th- uh, the den- the ad man, what's his name? Harry, <laughs> Harry. Harry, Harry starts crying, so weeping, buffering. and it's a great moment where most of mm. most of his body is off scene and one of the women is off scene. It kind of alludes to the possibility that she's like sucking him off or something because yeah, yeah. you hear these little groans and moans. Opposite. But then the camera pans, and you realise she's just weeping. Yeah, um, and then
1: there's another moment where the English woman is like, is like trying to de-stress. The um, uh, uh, Gus, yeah, Gus character, and 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 he, she like massages him, like but while well, he's kind of bent over, mm. there's just these strange moments of like women just being like, okay, then I'll being just, completely at the disposal. Of I'll it, just look men. after yeah. this fucking idiot man. He <laughs>
0: can't yeah. look after himself. And they don't have the men don't have to do much to be impressive at this point. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, The women come back with them, you know, but and yet they all fall apart. Peter Falk. You know, try. The, I mean, the, again, the kind of con, the kind of ambivalence of these scenes is that you know they call room service, or Harry calls room service and orders like Bell's Bell's whiskey bottle, Bell's mm-hmm. whiskey. Takes ages ordering this elaborate Belgian salad, which is a really great little detail uh, with like lemon and oil dressing or something. And then when they kind of look around, like, who wants? Does anyone want soup? Who want, and then the absurdity of ordering soup when you're about to like eat at, like midnight and you're about to have sex or something it's mm-hmm. obviously like. <laughs> incredible but then obviously like looks over to the 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 young underage chinese girl Mm. um and says you know off mentions drink and peter falk who's kind of attached onto her is like no 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 drink yeah you know she'll have a coca-cola but then obviously yeah but then obviously that's morally incorrect but then tries to like rape her basically um and then rejects her because she's he rejects her because she can't kiss because she's never kissed anyone before um and then, yet the oh, next so cause day, she's
1: trying to get over with. Really, she's not yeah, really yeah, putting her heart
0: into so it. Um, and then the next day, he declares that he's crazy about this girl, who he obviously yeah. like. The deal uh, uh, that's the mad. I mean, that's delusion. so desperate. The whole so thing is yeah. just—it's
1: painful to watch. It's a very bleak and drab and wet. You like were he, standing up
0: by the end. Yeah, yeah. Because you were you so feel, irritable. Uh, yeah, when well, when my legs bit.
1: were feeling a bit like I just everything about the film is kind of like achy and dissatisfying. I was, I was sitting in. The, unfortunately, I mean, we were on a sofa now, but. Sorry, we were sat in Owen's office and I was on like two different uncomfortable chairs. I'm sorry about the uncomfortable chair. I mean, yeah. I
0: had a very comfortable chair, I, I was being a bad host and didn't yeah, give yeah, it up. I know, no, I would have done the same. <laughs> um, I am, in
1: general, a selfish person.
0: Yeah, that was a very um, but I've got, I've got the thing, better actually. headphones on the, no. That's true, actually. I mean, there, if when we do this podcast in the future, we'll do it on the sofa, like Good. we'll watch on the sofa. Yeah, I just yeah. hadn't had my DVD player set so. up. In her, you know, yeah. yeah anyway Blu-ray, Blu-ray, uh, Blu-ray, Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, so yeah the, the, there are moments of incredible desperation um, it's almost like it is the uh, there's, there's something about it which is that films today would really, a similar film today would really question it would be men who are desperate to have sex and are rejected by women this film is obsessed yeah, with women men who can't almost get it up yeah you yeah, know yeah. these men i don't think any of them consummate
1: yeah it, i mean it's so got like, in that sense it's got this uh eyes wide shut energy you know eyes wide shut is like most memorably a film about a guy who can't have, can't sex. have sex yeah it's you about know. tom cruise not being able to have sex yeah yeah like not even like he just he gets he has in situations where he nearly has sex and then there's some thought, some narrative obstacle occurs because he wants it too much
0: yeah, a, he want, he wants to be allowed into this grand secret palace of yeah, carnal delight, where but his fuck. yeah, where people fuck. But his
1: desperation to fuck yeah, is what constantly constant trips him up. Yeah. Um, and in this film, yeah, it's about these guys. You know, the real romance is obviously between them, but the but it's it's so complicated as a romance. It's so full of like kind of resentment and irritation and um and a kind of you know. The, I guess it's like there's an insult I don't know. I don't, I'm now going down the don't do that. The, mas- the masculinity. <laughs> discourse because no, i don't but think I mean, it's yeah. a film
0: about masculine i don't no, think it's a film really is. about like masculine fragility or or male fragility i think it's it's about desperation yeah it's Men a film and about women being both stuck share
1: that. and it's a film about being you know i mean incel incel was started by a, a woman but and and, and it's, a, it's a it's a it's a it's and
0: only a woman can finish it
1: <laughs> and it's about like the situation of um of being united by stasis you know being united by a a kind of um this this film husbands you know it's it's about like why do they stick together why do they you know there's this amazing bit in the street where they're kind of brawling with each other and then you know harry's like i've decided i'm going to go to london and they're like well hey you know what i'm going to go to london and then uh, archie's like hey if you're going to london and you're going to London. I guess I'm going to London. You know. And, and then
0: everything. for a minute, there was this boiling, simmering horror between them. And now they're all kissing each other. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're celebrating their own uh, distractions. Yeah. Like they co- like the both both of these films are films about people not addressing the thing they need to address. Yeah. They are diverting and taking um, like the long way round. Yeah. You know. Um, and the thing is that is never going to take them anywhere. Obviously. Mikey and Nikki simila- similarly is the one thing that could end the torment of well, mm-hmm. both of the characters. Is 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 Mikey leaving New York? He does mm-hmm. not do that. He, they go on this endless. Um, well, it's it's like fucking Dante. They go, you know, in this dark forest of the soul. Yeah, yeah. They plunge down and they they can't divert themselves. There's this constant wandering into situations where they almost. You know, he's constantly almost about to be killed by this assassin mm. who's like doggedly, but not it's particularly competently chasing car. him. He's chasing him. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Because that's the comedy. It's like, he's like this this Buster Keaton-esque assassin who's actually a bit shit because he never, he's never there on time mm. or he turns up too late or they've already moved on by yeah, the time yeah, he gets yeah. to the location. So like at every everything. level, there's like failure. Yeah, there's the, like the human, male exit failure. strategy. Exactly. The exit strategy is clear for them. Like everything sets, that's it. Everything about this film sets them up to succeed, and yet they cannot. Yeah. Same with that. Um, that's the essence of masculinity. Yeah, <laughs> like the tools to be self-fulfilled or to be yeah, happier. There, it's just impossible to achieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, no I don't think I'm,
1: i think that's something both films share. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the films share so much. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose it's uh, Mikey and Nikki is a bit more pristine. Um, it's like stylistically a little less bold, but it has yeah, it has these kind of beautiful eruptions. Um, It is, yeah, it's, 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 it's films where, where people are, men in particular are being, allowing themselves to be as, as kind of honestly horrible Mm. as they can be. And I think that, you know, I think maybe, maybe we lack that a bit in our culture. Not in, I don't, I don't, I don't lament the loss of, of whatever you call it, toxic masculinity. I hate that word, but Mm. like, you know, the films we, you know, that 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 way of existing as a man still exists and will exist forever, I believe, and it's not showed in our culture as much as it is in these films. I mean, that I mean, no. it's, even Stalker by Tarkovsky, I feel like has a lot of this energy. That energy of like guys being around each other, getting a bit pissed off with each other, being rude, mm. being like, you know, talking about wanting to get their dicks up, like that kind <laughs> of like pretty much. And even there, you know, the the
0: they well another kind of parallel is that they, they, they locate the source of fulfillment mm-hmm. uh, and yet hit another Im- block. They are immobilized by it's the stalker. Po- stalker yeah, 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 yeah. This is something all these films share. And again, I don't think...
1: Husbands I, and stalker are the same film. They, they have the same, the same running film. time
0: as well, Interesting. The same running time. They both go to London,
1: The Zone. That's what it's called. Yeah, right yeah. um, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I missed the London bit of stalker. <laughs> it's all, it's all Every London. Every set, the um, group, all ten times I've seen it. Yeah. Um,
0: they there is like yeah there is a um a degree of i guess loneliness that brings these people together yeah. you know it's 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 a very it's a very age-old thing which is like um the apex predator you know realizes there are lot no more lands to conquer yeah. these men in theory have everything um all the building blocks of a kind of happy fulfilled existence and yet they have nothing accept each other
1: yeah and um, they're looking for love in all the wrong places right like oh. the love that they have is kind of uh or the place where love should live is this is kind of prosaic nuclear family conventionality yeah. that doesn't really sort of either it's a huge inconvenience or or impingement on their happiness no. or it just is like sort of neutral or, or they like, can't frame the you know, question of what they want That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah and um, so they sort of find they try and find romance with each other adventure and excitement but of course it's tinged by all these <coughs> the fact that they're united by a kind of cynicism, a kind of resentment. I think,
0: yeah, there's a kind of, I think there's an interesting cynicism an about An addiction, it. basically. An
1: addiction, yeah, because,
0: th- I mean, alcohol is the big, um, is the, the kind of third character, the third eye in all of these films. I think, um, ag- again, ag- about this kind of entropy, this entropic nature of uh, husbands in particular, is that by the end of the film, there's this this kind of particularly bleak night with these three women all in these three separate rooms. um. They, all of them, they they maybe struggle to consummate, or you know, uh, Gus who gets with this kind of posh English tall woman um, for a long time. There's fuck. this ambi- I think they probably fuck, but there's this kind of ambivalence about them. They're fighting for a long time, and it's yeah. kind of skirting this kind of edge of violence and coercion. Yeah. Um. But neither of them, and both of them, are equally compelled and repulsed by the situation. Yeah. This happens the next day. It's still gushing down with rain. Um and harry is back in his room but he's brought three more women back mm. and he's kind of on it's like a nero fiddling while rome burns he's there and he yeah. looks like shit his <laughs> shirt is wet and he's got more champagne out the room is full of cigarette smoke there's rain just pouring against the window. It's really artificial. There's a range of generations. Yeah. There's like a a young girl, uh, kind of woman in her thirties and women in her fifties or something. It's it's almost like daughter, mother, you know, wife, mother almost in this room. They seem happy. They seem happy, but it's like, but it's so desperately sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just so cold and flat, you know, and he's trying to make them dance and sing. Um, and it's just f- by that point it's flatlined. You yeah, know, his, his, he's 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 bought all these things together, and it's just so delusional. There you know? is
1: something immensely satisfying, but it's a little bit. It reminds me almost of like Abigail's party or something, but unlikely, mm-hmm. or like like just sort of film depictions of like everyone saying they're having a lovely time, yeah. but like yeah. it's not good. And mm-hmm. and there's like that sort of situation. It's a very beautiful thing to watch, and, but also you think like. Like the getting drunk in the bar and singing for ages. And like, this is something that Casavetti does so well. I mean, it, he does it, it he he re, it reaches his apex of this in Love Streams, which mm. some people don't like because it's kind of the, uh, am I using this correctly? The, uh, Casavetti film. Because it's, sure. it's so much, it's just all of the themes that he's most preoccupied by, like, like condensed. Cass- he allows his to characters to be more brilliant in yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Love Streams, though. And in Love Streams, yeah, those characters are like, I mean, there's an amazing scene where Gina Rowlands like says, like, I'm going to perform for you. I'm going to be a clown. Like, and she does all these clowning things in mm. front of her children and they just like not laughing. They're not finding nope. it funny. And again, desperate, desperate and it's, like, desperation, total, yeah, sad. desperation to be loved as, and then she like jumps in the pool. It's like, it's an extraordinary performance. It's, yeah, really it's, it's, amazing. Tr- it's truly amazing. But that, the that only Cassavetes sh- can bring out that like fucking jagged, hysterical, mad, mm. desperate energy. But they
0: are brilliant people in Love Streams. And yeah. The difference here is these are quite unremarkable people.
1: Yeah. Uh, they have, they have un, unca- I suppose... Yeah, they're taking a holiday from their unremarkable lives yeah. and becoming remarkable briefly.
0: Yeah. Whereas, you know, in Love Streams, be it, be, it, be it the kind of the animals, the zoo that he assembles, you know, there's all these things about it which are quite... Um, Godardian in a way like la Lafou it's got that kind of similar energy of this mm. kind of breaking away from society and its norms there's a bit of that because these men are acting like children yeah. and they are acting in a kind of unconventional and boyish way and it's very delightful when, when they are vibing completely together mm-hmm. as friends it's a joy to watch because yeah. it's so funny at the beginning it's so funny when the bar there's a scene where they're all in the toilet which is probably the most honest scene in the film is where they are all in the toilets of this, this dive bar mm-hmm. they've just been singing together it's probably like 5am <laughs> And they're just they're just <laughs> shitting and vomiting together. It's just the sounds, violent sounds. The sounds are you know? so violent. It's incredible. And they are literally in the same stall at the yeah. one point, hugging
1: and shitting and vomiting. And, and, it's then, and then one of them says, I'm going to go off. Um, I think it's Archie, says so he wants to go off. And then Harry says, you're going to go off? What? There were four of us. Now there's three of us. Now you want to be alone? Like you <laughs> yeah. know, It's real neediness. It's like, Total wow. Neediness. To literally share
0: to be shitting while you're like vomiting and shitting while your friends embracing you it's yeah. like it's a real moment of like it, it takes it down to the very corporeal need to be literally if you were writing i guess like a film studies yeah. paper it would be about the need to be proximate to other people's yeah. effluence and shit and bodies because that's how desperate you are to be integrated with these other people and to become whole with these other people from that point on mm-hmm. it really begins to unravel because yeah. they are yeah. supportive of each other at that point they are kind of aligned um uh because there's a moment where archie peter falk has this he has this kind of dark moment where he begins to get quite myopic and self-reflective and begins to spiral but they kind of laugh and yeah. pull him out of it Later in the film, they can't do that to each mm-hmm. other. They become equally resentful. It's too far gone. They're all too um, miserable. Which might, you know, and then you've got Mikey and Nicky. They ultimately fight, which mm-hmm. precedes Falk making the decision to allow, as it were, Nikki to die. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stirring, but
1: yeah, Husbands was a hard watch. It was a hard watch, a long watch, but also ultimately like a very resonate, a film that resonated, I think, with both of us yeah it's just in terms of like that abandon i don't think i've been in that place (sighs) that only very fleetingly but like it was like nice to see it was like refreshing to see that i think there is like as a man there is like there is that bit of you that is like yeah that is like fucking staring down the barrel of like Mm. of the glass i guess looking like you Know that's it's rock bottom basically, yeah. They've all hit rock these bottom, guys right? have hit rock bottom, and I think that's like what Cassavetti's and 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 Fassbinder, since I mentioned him earlier, like what they achieve so beautifully is like a real honest depiction of like what that rock bottom looks like, yeah. I think that's valuable. M- Mikey Nicky raises the stakes on that rock bottom and makes it M- Mikey Nicky's maybe like a, a more accessible film because it's a question of life, and it, death, yeah. It no, uses yeah. A, a kind of crime film structure as a metaphor that allows us to understand their friendship whereas husbands is quite literally just some friends going yeah. on an adventure um, but yeah they're both sort of films that like yeah c- confront us with the question of like what brings us together there was a great um, I watched the Louis CK special that he did after he was haven't heard the name in a long time <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. well you know obviously he after he was his first like it was self-released special after, that was his problem self release yeah. <laughs> Very good. You, you get some sort of award for that. Thank you. Um and uh and uh yeah, so he he put out this this uh, hour long stand up thing that he did where he ag- addresses the um the controversy, uh his cancellation and um at one point he says, you know, the uh where these things happen, you know, they always say, you know, you, you find out who your real friends are. And he says, I, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like it's it's never the your it's never the cool friends it's never <laughs> the ones you want. No,
0: I mean it's a valid point because these films, these people, do not they do not cohere they do not slide together well. We even realize you know the the when, to go to husbands um sorry, Mikey and nicky is that when we realize the m- m- Peter Falk who he calls. It turns out through the film that he hasn't been returning Peter Falk's calls recently. He mm. hasn't even seen it that long. He hasn't seen him for long enough time to notice, um, I think he remarks like Nicky's lost weight or something. Mm. Like he, you know, he, he, enough time has elapsed. They are not, they're not childhood friends. Mm. How, how close are they in each other's lives really? But in that moment, he, he thought that the only person he could call was Peter Falk. Mm. And actually, Peter Falk does respond. He brings the medicine that he mm. needs for his stomach ulcer um this is a man by the way he's actually also trying to hunt this guy down he brings his stomach ulcer tablets he um what better vision of codependence and and kind of as it were toxic codependence someone that is setting out to kill you but also brings your stomach medicine along
1: yeah totally i mean it is like it is in the in the devil's in the detail you know um or rather the kind of kindness is in the detail Mm. you know he does the um he's conscientious But it's almost compensating for like a wider um, malevolence. Well, that's it, because we we see that as well at the end of Husbands,
0: you know, when they've returned from their long, several days long Night of the Soul, they go to return to their families. Apart from Mm -hmm. Harry, obviously, he's kind of had this atrocious split with his wife. Um, And what we see here is they bought loads of Again, the, the gestures is, is is supposed to be sappy and empty. They bought loads of cuddly bags of cuddly toys from like the the, the uh, airport and Peter Falk is judiciously looking through each of their bags to make sure they've got all the right toys. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, there's this moment, it's this desperate, it's like buying wilted flowers from Mm -hmm. a petrol Mm -hmm. station, right, to apologise for shagging someone else to your wife. Mm -hmm. They get home, and then the child very accusingly, this jacques moment, points across the yard to Gus and says, Mm -hmm. you know, you're in trouble. And it's this moment of, like, just... Yeah, they, they are truly like lost and yeah, no yeah. gesture they can do can solve. No cuddly toy is going to fill the, the enormous yawning void in their souls. Um, dark shit.
1: Very dark. <laughs> On that note. I feel I actually feel a bit depressed. <laughs> 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 Fuck. That's what art can do.
0: Yeah.
1: Try it, art. Try it. <laughs> Give it's, it a go. <laughs> its uh, main objective is to create some sense of truth and catharsis. And sometimes when that happens, it makes you feel a bit It'll Down in the shame. dumps, I might have drinking. Um, well, you're going out for, for dinner, didn't, didn't civilized, see. civilized nuclear family dinner. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go home and drink myself to death. Nice. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm gonna call
0: g- me at like midnight and I'll bring his tummy medication <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then try and kill me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do tonight, probably get something from Sainsbury's Um, tell me more there is there's no (laughs) more i'm gonna edit the pod i'm gonna do things i would have done this afternoon yeah tonight and i might go out to a club as well
0: oh that's that drop that in casually that's a whole other
1: yeah mark lecky's djing at the color factory (laughs) 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 hito stale is gonna be (laughs) (laughs) yeah he is because he is yeah i know because he's one of these artists who prefers music to art yeah Uh, um same yeah, like so every human being. Every, every human every, being. Um, um, and um, uh, but I've. I um, mm.
0: We did was that just a soft endorsement for Mark Leckie's show tonight? But by the time this goes out, it would already happen. Yeah, I don't so, think
1: anyone's gonna. Um, I probably will get this out before the show, but I'm, it's probably sold out anyway. Who cares?
0: Yeah, this is, we do. Uh, Moopie does not endorse Mark Leckie or his music. I don't app, endorse going to the club in general. Yeah. I went last week. Yeah, how was it? Uh, it was good. I went to see John Hopkins. It was uh, it was pretty good. Like I think because it was a post COVID situation. Um, I've I've been to the club twice since COVID. Both the same one. It was a very large venue. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it was, nice. The listeners getting a window. Yeah, little. You you can care about us more now, as you know. Yeah, you yeah, know we have right. dreams and goals. But it was it was good. But I, f- I feel tired mm. emotionally from it. Um. I'm looking forward to a relatively chill couple of days, you know?
1: Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> next time, film's done something to <laughs> us. <laughs> it has. It really has. It's really <laughs> bleeding through the headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Next so time we will watch a film. Do you have any idea what we'll watch? It's kind of your turn. To fix um, I feel like you I know, we've
0: two. been delaying, uh, part four of oh, our last season. <laughs> <laughs> now that is um,
1: husbands. Me, you, and Daniel and yeah. <laughs> attempting to review the late work of God. Oh, oh,
0: fuck, we should do it at some point. I, there's a few it. things w- I've been really interested in. Paulet, uh recently. Oh which yeah, could be interesting. Jean
1: Daniel Pollet.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it would just be us talking about how good Pollet is. Not,
1: not necessarily I, I found Mediterranean a bit dry Mediterranean a bit dry yeah, I was like this is films for people who <laughs> like books wait till
0: you see Basset I forgot Ralph can't read yeah, he can only he can I only watch bit, I get a bit intimidated uh, by these literary minds I they, it's a very, L- Polet is very literary to be honest but we
1: Godard is true cinema
0: Godard is true cinema um Goddard's is anti-literary because uh, all writing about Goddard is in immensely infuriating and wrong. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, so I would think that um, there's a few options of what we could do, basically. But we do have to do Godard. We have to do Goddard. We do have to do Goddard um, I've been, I bought Verkmeister dies. Harmonies, Verkmeister D- Harmonies, sorry, recently. So we could we do tar. Because we've not, I've done a mini tar.
1: I a mini tar. Um, but we could do a full tar. Full tar. I don't know. If, Options. If, I mean, if you, I mean, this, if this was depressing, what's fucking tar? I think she fucking set <laughs> actually, up every age um, to put the Samaritan's no, number think at the end. Of, I, I like, say. I like the fact
0: that this week we went for a thematic comparative approach. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. I think of. we should
1: do something similar to that. Watching two movies is good. Good energy. And the immediate like post movie. We're going to watch review bond. No, there's <laughs> no way you're making me do that. I have never seen a Bond film, and I never will see a Bond film. That's so funny. That I'm disgusted a Bond film. by mainstream film culture.
0: I'm disgusted by mainstream film culture, but it's it's also like so integrated with the English English specifically psyche. Um, All right, Alex Nevin. Alex <laughs> <laughs> the second time Alex Who Nevin else? has come up in conversation today <laughs> for else? some reason.
1: Who else does that English psyche stuff?
0: Uh, he's the only one that cares enough.
1: There are people who do it. There's bring like back Billy Nursia,
0: Bring back Anglo-Saxon county divisions. All right.
1: Bye, everyone. Yeah, bye.